Zian from Squared Circle History, and I'm here to ask you to choose your four. It's Pro Wrestling Rushmore. Welcome to the only podcast that asks you, the fans, to submit your lists so that we can construct our own Mount Rushmore on a given topic. And today's topic is about where the big boys play. We are going to construct the Mount Rushmore of WCW. Here joining me as always is my co-host Brian. Ian, what's going on, man? WCW, I got my overalls on. <laughs> I got my chewing tobacco, and I kissed my best cousin before I got here because I want to take you down a path of some good old down south wrestling. Some wrestling. Wrestling. Some southern wrestling. Down south wrestling. So let's kick things off, Brian. What shirt are you wearing today? I have my Di- Dijakovic. <laughs> Dijak shirt. I'm sorry. Donovic. Uh, Don, Dijak. Dijakovic. Di, it's a Dijak shirt, but yeah, I'm used to calling him Dijakovic. Because, yep. you know. But it's under my overalls. It's under your old overalls. That's right. I'm, I'm very excited about this podcast. Are, are your overalls soft style? No, of course not. They're, they're <laughs> oh. jean, man. They're jean. Oh, I apologize. What am I wearing today? Oh, I'm wearing a very southern shirt. I'm wearing my Pro Wrestling Crate Brain Busters shirt. Tully and Arn, one of the greatest tag teams. Too bad this isn't the tag team episode. No, you should have saved that. I should have saved that, but you know, we still got two very important names in WCW history, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Woo! Yep. That's, that's not a... There's no call for a woo there. Well, you know, what if I was intending to be Ric Flair when I was saying that? I guess, sorry. Brian! So. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> Sarah! Sarah's here reading the lists. Yeah, you can say hi. Hey. (laughs) Okay. So with that said, let's begin construction on the Mount Rushmore of WCW. Our first submission comes to us from Pat R. from Fall River, including Ric Flair, Sting, Hollywood Hogan, and Goldberg. Well... Those are four very, very big names, not just in WCW, but in the history of wrestling. First, got to start off with the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, who was pretty much in WCW almost the entire time, except for that brief stint in WWF. He was the leader of the Four Horsemen. He was the, what are we saying, 17-time world champion? 17, yep. 17, that's... That's the agreed-upon number of reigns. I, well, no, what's the official? Is it 16? No, I think he's had it like 24 or something yeah, no, weird so like that. How many has, does John Cena have? Isn't, he, isn't John Cena tied? With, uh... Yeah, if we're if we're saying that Ric Flair has 17, that's the thing. Is It's very it's heavily debated because some of those title reigns, they don't necessarily count as title changes. What, like house shows? Stuff like that? House shows are like, say, say Ric Flair was defending the title in Puerto Rico or something like that, and just to appease them, they had, you know, the uh, the Puerto Rican legend Carlos Colon pin him and have a whole celebration with the title, but then when they came back to the States, they'd make some rule up like, oh yeah, no, that didn't count, that didn't count. Oh, so, so that's how it went. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, so Phantom, I think they call them Phantom title switches. Oh, I see it. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And then we got... The Stinger, were you a, were you a Sting fan, Brian? Were you a little I just, Stinger? I was indifferent to Sting. Honestly, like, alright, so I'm gonna be honest, I didn't really love WCW. Um, no, but you're so excited no, in your I was, I was, I was, I was uh, totally <laughs> being facetious there. Oh. <laughs> facetious? <laughs> yes, yeah, you got facetious. it. Facetious? You got it. Either way, that's what I was being. 
Um, yeah, I wasn't a huge WCW fan. No. WWF, WWE was always my thing. Uh, even, like, you know, when they had the gimmick, the gimmick era there, you know, with, uh, what do they call it? What kind of era was that? I have no idea what you're talking about. No, when they had, like, the gimmicks, like, you know, and the Knuckleball Schwartz and, uh... Oh, WWF. And, you know, and Jackasses like that. Yeah, yeah, you know? Like, even then, like, when WCW was beating WWF, I was always more partial to WWF, um... But whatever, I mean, so Sting, I was indifferent to Sting. I don't hate him. I think he was, you know, definitely made WCW along with Flair. Um, and let me just get this out of the way. You're going to see a lot of Sting and Flair on these lists, I think. Is that my, uh, my right on that? So oh, yeah, I don't, I don't right. see these lists you're before. Right. I don't see these lists before we uh, record, so I'm just kind of going out on a limb here and guessing. Like, that might be what he just read off might be it. I mean, yeah, we might be Flair all done. Sting, it might be a one and Hogan done. Goldberg, let's call it a day, everybody. That I think sounds so. pretty good. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see how things look at the end. But you mentioned something there. You weren't a fan of WCW. So during the Monday Night War, you weren't flipping back. No, of course I was. You, oh, you were? Yeah, okay. I mean, definitely. But it was just to see what was going on. And they're doing their job by doing that because obviously they, they're catching someone who wasn't necessarily a fan, and uh, who's tuning in just to see what Scott Hall is doing, what, you know, Kevin Nash is doing. Sure, and those Who are... the new, you know, the new flavor of the week is, you know, in the NWO, you know, because yeah. there'll be a new guy every single week. Well, we'll definitely talk about that further as this list progresses here, but, um, so yeah, so we, we have Flair, Sting, Hollywood Hogan, and Goldberg. What are your thoughts on Goldberg? A complete, complete rip off of Stone Cold. Yeah, and that's I see that's a thing. Like that's what I don't know. Um, they ripped off a lot of people. Renegade with Warrior. Sure. Goldberg, Stone Cold. You know. What about when they had Asia to combat China? Right. You know. <laughs> you see where I'm going with it. You know. What I mean, yes. it's things like that. But it worked, I guess. And Bischoff was smart for doing it. Yeah, he definitely changed the uh, the southern stigma that the company had for so many years and. When Monday Nitro came around, that that was an exciting product. It was visually a uh, an exciting product just to watch. But um, all right, we we've got plenty to talk about, so let's see. Do we though? Yeah, yeah, we have plenty to talk about today. Besides Sting and Flair. Besides Sting and Flair, we have plenty to talk about today. So Sarah, who do we have next? Our next submission comes from Simon from the Naked High with Hogan, Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero, and Chris Benoit. So. First and foremost, no Sting and Flair on, on that well, second see, entry there. I like that list because it's original. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, see, I say it's original, but it's the Mount Rushmore of what made the company. And did those guys make the company? No. I don't... No, they definitely didn't. Flair, Stings, those guys made the company, let's be honest. Sure. But I, I do like the list as far as, like, wrestling goes, wrestling talent, you know, and the criteria, that could be his criteria of why he put those guys on the list. Simon, definitely a big fan of the cruiserweights, just by looking at the list here. And by some of those names there, he, he, was, uh, he mentioned a lot of the workhorses, a lot of the people that did the, the, the rough and tough wrestling while the main event was more of a slower pace, a slower style. Right, and those guys, but they did their job. They got the fans into it night in, night out. Uh, and look what those guys be, came to be. Look at a guy like sure. Jericho. First, uh, was the first universal, not universal. <laughs> undisputed. It? Undisputed. First undisputed champion. Guerrero was a uh, heavyweight champion, WWF, WWE. Yep. That just proves that WCW really didn't know what to do with those guys. Because no. what could have been? Yeah, definitely. 
And, and the same thing with, um, it almost seems like, though, the one person that was better in WCW than in WWF, in my opinion, was the Big Show. Or the Giant in WCW. I feel was more effective in that company than when Vince got a hold of him. Yeah, and it's because he wasn't brand new. When WCW got him, when he came into WCW, he was brand new. He didn't know what to make of the guy. He thought he was Andre's son legitimately. Right, you know? well, that's what they led us to believe. And who could forget the uh, monster truck match up on t- in Detroit? Absolutely. Oh, man. Talk about making WCW. Halloween Havoc 95 Phenomenal right there. stuff. I am being facetious again. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> well, of course, you had to love when they, when they returned to the arena. You know, Big Show after falling off, or the giant falling off the side of the building, yeah, still you, being alive. How do you kill someone then bring them right back? You know, I know it's Halloween and all, but, I mean, you saw the man fall off the building, right? But didn't people get thrown off the uh, building at WWE Towers? They're Recently, like, yeah. <laughs> like Mysterio. In the end, it sure seems like the WWE became the worst of WCW. Yeah. Okay, Sarah, who's next? Next up is Shep from Shepland with Ric Flair, Sting, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. So we have the outsiders here. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, the two guys that really changed the course of WCW, ushering in the NWO. Uh, and then, of course, we have Ric Flair and Sting. Um, but how about that? How, how exciting was it in 1996 when you had Razor Ramon and Diesel suddenly appearing on the competition and not using their real names, not using any any names, really, and just wreaking havoc. It was awesome, because you, there was a sense of realism there, and we thought it was real, you know? Hall coming through the crowd, um, that, and that started the 83 weeks, right? I mean, and I know they didn't, it wasn't right away, right? but that was the beginning of it, that and was those guys made WCW into what it was, and, you know, the huge juggernaut it was, who almost put the WWE out of business. They came very close, and that... I, I say one of my favorite moments in all of wrestling really was that time that Scott Hall showed up on Nitro. It, it, it altered the course of everything. Right. And then at Bash at the Beach a couple months later when, when Hogan joined the NWO, uh, we, we'd never seen anything like it in our lifetime. No, it was great. It was, it was awesome. And uh, we probably won't see anything like that again. Just because, I don't know, I mean, I guess if AEW catches steam... And, you know, maybe they get some uh, really big names. Like, you see guys jumping, you see Rusev jumping, you see Luke Harper jumping. Those aren't really... That's not an NWO-esque type of... No. You know what I mean? No, it, it doesn't make that much of an impact. It would right. have to be somebody like a, like an AJ Styles or Randy Orton or... A, exactly. You know, somebody just going over... But but even think about when Hogan turned. Hogan, Hogan was somebody that was a, a hero for... Jeez... Long time, uh, over ten years, and all of a sudden, just turned his back on all of his fans. Yeah, and that's all. That's what made it, man. You know. Is there anybody nowadays that could do that? Cena. Cena. That would be it. And but even Cena's kind of like he's already a heel, kind of. You know. Yeah. He's not a fan. He's a little kid fan favorite. So to get the kiddies to turn against him, um, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess Cena. The. The definition of of babyface and heel is is just. So convoluted now. Oh yeah, the lines are definitely blurred. It's, you know? Oh, it's awful. I mean, because you think about it, if somebody just has to, you know, act happy, smile, you know, slap hands, be positive, that naturally was a baby face, and 
then Stone Cold Steve Austin came around and was uh, anti-authority, swearing at people, giving the middle finger. And, and that's what's going to happen. People love that. That's what's going to happen with Roman Reigns now. And not to get off the subject, but just currently, mm-hmm. you see what's happening with Roman Reigns. You know, he's a face. The, the fans hate him. He comes back as a heel with Paul Heyman, and watch, they're going to love him. I already hey. saw, I, I mean, I'm already into it. I think he's gotten a lot better. He's more exciting now than he ever has been. I can definitely, definitely say that. Sarah, who do we have next? The next list comes to us from Bobby on the Beat with Sting, Flair, Hogan, and Goldberg. We've seen that list already. Sting, Flair, Hogan, Goldberg, and Bobby. Bobby, the Mount Rushmore savant who either nails it or comes very close to nailing it almost every time. Jeez. I, I almost don't even want to discuss it and just keep tracking on. Let's just see who else gets mentioned because we can already see these numbers piling up for these four names here. So, Sarah, who's next? Mike the Wolverine has on his list Ric Flair, Sting, Vader, and Dusty Rhodes. I like seeing Vader on there. The man they call Vader. Big Van Vader. Brian, are you a Vader fan? Not really. No? No, I mean, great for a big man, especially in WCW. Then when he came over to WWF... I mean, they just didn't know what to do with him, really, you know. But over 400 pounds, and he's doing a moonsault off the top rope. Yeah, but I heard he was a jackass. Like, you know. Well, and they said, yeah. he, they said he never washed his ring gear, either. That's so. disgusting. Yeah, his, 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 uh, his gloves, his gloves stunk, yeah. You know, rub them against people's faces. Yeah. Disgusting. Uh, did you ever hear the story about the time Paul Larndorff beat him down with a flip-flop? I did. Yeah. That's great. Uh, he was bullying him, right? And then uh, Larndorff got sick of it. Hey, I I'm sick of this shit! I wasn't there. I don't know. I don't know. It's just pure speculation. I can't take a side. You know, I like Vader. I like Paul Orndorff. If he had a mustache, I would say he was making fun of his mustache, but he didn't, he didn't have a mustache at the time. If Paul Orndorff had a mustache, I would say he was right about everything. Right. Well, he does have a mustache now. Well, now he does, but I'm saying if, if then... If, I get you. If he had a mustache, I'd automatically take his side. Uh, and then we have a vote for Dusty Rhodes. Uh, that's more of an NWA deal, no? Jim Crockett Pro. Well, alright, here's here's a little brief WCW history lesson for everybody here. The name World Championship Wrestling has been around since the Georgia Championship Wrestling days, the early 80s. That was the name of the actual wrestling show, World Championship Wrestling. Um, it was part, of course, part of the NWA, blah, 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 blah. Okay. In 1989, Ted Turner buys Jim Crockett Promotions and takes Jim Crockett Promotions and renames it World Championship Wrestling. So, if we want to be technical, the timeline would be, say, November 1988 to the sale, March 2001, is World Championship Wrestling. So, if we're going to consider that the timeline, no, Dusty Rhodes wasn't there. How do, you, how do you know all these dates off, uh, the, off the top of your head? A lot of, a lot of watching old wrestling. I, and, I've, you know, I've, I've got a lot of WCW, NWA fresh in my mind right now because I am reviewing a lot of that and writing my scripts for the eventual Jim Crockett Pro videos and WCW videos. So a lot of this stuff is fresh in my mind right now. But, dude, I'm, what am I, 34? I don't know you told me. I've been I've been watching this as long as I can remember. Just in, in continuously watching it. I mean, I've watched a lot of Days wrestling. Days at a time, all day. I've watched my fair share of wrestling, man, but, you know, 
Maybe it's because I'm a little older and, I don't know, you know you, the, man, the mind's not still there. <laughs> you married, but you have a son, married you have a life. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not married, but i got an awesome the girlfriend. Way, the, <laughs> the way you know these, these dates is like, you know, it's crazy. You're about as nutty as a squirrel turd. <laughs> well, Brian, I would love to make a living off of my wrestling knowledge, so hopefully the right person will hear that and... Willing to offer me an amazing job. Hopefully, I can cook really good too. So I could, you know, in return, cook for them. I could, I could tag along really good too. (laughs) Okay, Sarah, who's next? Cashman from Plymouth has on his Mount Rushmore: Sting, Flair, Booker T, and DDP. Okay, so a vote for Booker T, uh, the last WCW champion, and somebody who really started from the bottom and made his way all the way up to the top of the card of WCW, that's a pretty good success story, so I could see why somebody would put him on there. Uh, what do you think, Brian? Were you a fan of Harlem Heat? Were you a fan of Booker T? wasn't a fan of Harlem Heat. I did like Booker T. Yeah. Um, Harlem Heat was cool when Sherry was around. Sure. Because Sherry being damn. Um, yeah, I I could see someone putting Booker T up there. I could see someone putting Scott Steiner up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Bis- Biscoff. Mr. Biscoff. Mr. Biscoff. <laughs> Eric Bischoff. You know, I could see someone putting him there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't hate Booker T. Okay. Like I, you know, I didn't ask you if you hate him. I asked if you like him. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm indifferent to him, you know? Yeah. I, don't, I don't mind him. Well, what about the master of the diamond cutter, DDP? Were you a DDP fan? No. What? What? I, I was not a huge WCW fan. Oh my gosh! He's, How could you not be a DDP fan? I the wasn't, Diamond man. Cutter coming out that smells like Teen Spirit. I mean, that guy had it all. Kimberly. Yeah, Kimberly was hot. How about that feud, DDP and Randy Savage in 1997? It was magic, magic. I, I really didn't follow it. Oh man! I didn't, man. Look, you know, here's here's the thing. You're a kid, all right. I'm not like you. I. I wasn't raised with a silver spoon in my mouth. Oh, Damn it, Ian. Right? I had to pick and choose my pay-per-views I wanted to watch. And oh, Brian, are you telling me about I, hard times right now, yes, Brian? Yes, and I chose WWE's pay-per-views. Okay. That was my go-to. You so never you black can have, You can have... No, I, dang, that's illegal. I don't do illegal things. <laughs> it was illegal. I'm not a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can you can keep your DDP and Savage feud, and I'll take my Attitude Era WWE stuff. You know you can like both. I know, but I have to pick and choose my pay-per-views. Man, I couldn't get both pay-per-views. Well, I'll tell you what. When I'm done with my videos, I'll tell you exactly what matches you need to see and what feuds you need to watch. I mean, I've watched most of them. Now, I mean, I, have the, I do have the network. Oh, I thought you were talking about my videos. Yeah. What video? What? <laughs> it's all good. Sarah, who do we have next? The next list is from On The Mark Shirts with Sting, Flair... Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton. Yep, that's it. We got a vote for Bobby, dude. beautiful Bobby Eaton. Who, who was that? I'm sorry. On the March shirts. You know the Harley Race shirt I was wearing a couple weeks I do. back. Yes. Yeah, so I have a funny story about Bobby Eaton. Let's hear it. Mike. Mike. Yes. Mike from the streets <laughs> asks me one day. I used to work with Mike, and we're you know just kind of sitting around and uh, we're talking, we're talking some wrestling, and he goes, "Bro, let me ask you a question. That beautiful Bobby, uh." That beautiful in Bobby Eaton's name. Is that a rib? <laughs> because because he's not beautiful at all. <laughs> he's actually quite ugly. <laughs> and it, it made me think. Was that a rib? Well, it had it to had be. Been, right? Look at the guy. Yeah, but I always. Hear it looks people, like he's smelling a fart and sucking a lemon at the same time. <laughs> and he's got his blonde mullet. But a hell of a wrestler, though. But 
people say, like, I've heard him referred to as a good-looking young competitor back in his day. Yeah, I, I, so, I do think the beautiful part is probably a rib on him and everybody's in on the joke. I, that's what I think. You don't but, think he's in on it? He's got to be in it. He's got to know he's ugly. I mean, he's the one who looks in the mirror every day, right? <laughs> Maybe his mirror is cracked when he looks at him. Who knows, you know? He's not doing too good. I shouldn't... Yeah, I don't know. But he's, he's not good-looking at all. <laughs> doing well or not, he's still... I mean, he's an ugly man. And we have our first vote for the Enforcer, Arn Anderson. Right on. Yes. Damn, man. I love Arn Anderson. He was my guy, you know? Like, it just his in-ring work, his promos were great. You showed me some promos the other day. Yes. In the NWA and, uh, you know, calling people Daddy Rabbit. No, he's the and Daddy Rabbit. He's the No, he was the Daddy Rabbit, right? Yeah, he was the Daddy Rabbit. Was it? You're looking at the Daddy Rabbit. Okay. The Daddy Rabbit, the guy, the, the head of the uh, the head of the job, the head of right. the situation. And wearing his Carrera, his presentation, his Carrera glasses. Yep. His presentation was there, man. What about it's, the fedora when he was wearing the yes, fedora? Yes, he was wearing the fedora. About walking around wearing <laughs> wearing nothing but a fedora in like the shortest shorts you yes. can imagine <laughs> in a cold chain. Awesome, man. Awesome. <laughs> but he was a badass. And and going back and watching these old Arn Anderson promos, you can see how much Stone Cold was influenced by the promo style, uh, just the way he presents himself. And, I mean, Arn Anderson, that, that's, God, that, that guy has got to be on the Mount Rushmore of people that deserve the world title, but yeah, never got it. Exactly. I, you know, I don't know, man. On this, it was just great. This, this, it's, it's a shame he was never there. He was not the, never the guy. No. And he and I feel like and he, always second fiddle to Flair, you know. Always, and then they had that that feud between the two in 1995, Flair versus Anderson. Fall brawl, right? Fall brawl, yeah. See, see? Yeah, look I might have, that, I might yeah, have bought that pay per view. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, but but then it was all you know, it was all a ruse because you know it was all a plan to get right. that sting and and all that. But I but even Anderson has a pinfall victory over Hulk Hogan on Monday Nitro. Like, it almost seems like the, the plans were in motion, but then somebody put their foot down and said, yeah, but we have Flair, we have Hogan, we have Savage. But this is why these lists, con- like, they conflict me, because Arn Anderson is my favorite wrestler, like, of all time. There you go. And he's not on my Mount Rushmore of WCW, because he just didn't, he didn't make the company. No, right? and, and it, but it, when you say made the company, he made so many stars... He, he helped bring so many stars to the next level. He was... Uh, well, Alright, but let me ask you this. If you're looking at a list, and you're going on a list, are you going to say Arn Anderson over Sting? Uh, no. Are you going to say Arn Anderson over I Flair? I can't, but thankfully we have four slots, so I could say Sting and Arn Anderson. Yes, but are you going to say him over Flair? Well, no, I'm going to throw Flair on no, that. another one. <laughs> you know what I mean? You see what I'm going with this? Hogan, yes. like... Yes. Hogan wasn't there for a, for a long time. Well, he was there for a long no, time. No, but when he was there, he made a hell of a That's difference. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. If Hogan... All right. If Hogan wasn't in WCW, yes. that company would have folded way before it did. Okay. Okay. Do you, um... Do you have a favorite WCW match? Um... I know you said you didn't really watch oh, dude, you know, a lot. But... Yeah, you know that, that monster truck match with Hogan and Giant. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, great one, huh? <laughs> Real barn burner. Jerk again. Well, Oklahoma versus Medusa. Oh boy. 
Yeah, man. No, but well, seriously, I mean, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Halloween Havoc 1997, yo, cruiserweight title. Yeah, man. It doesn't get much better than that. What about Brian Pillman versus Jushin Liger from Super Brawl? Legendary. Definitely legendary, Um, but as far as, like, memorable to me, probably Kevin Sullivan and Brian Pillman. Yeah. You know? Yes. Pillman swerving everybody. Not Pillman. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Benoit. Oh, Benoit and Sullivan. Yeah, they had awesome... Awesome man. There's a lady in the man's bathroom. There's a lady in the man's bathroom. Like, that's... She's got to get some relief. That's the most memorable match to me because I just remember Dusty Rhodes calling it and it was just pure comic gold. I loved it. How about the War Games matches? What about... What about the one where uh, it was the Four Horsemen against Sting Squadron and Sid goes to powerbomb Brian Pillman and the cage roof is too low and Pillman's legs hit the roof and Sid drops him on top of his head. I like the Dangerous Alliance ones. That's the best one. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one was great. Definitely the best one. And, man, the Dangerous Alliance. That was one hell of an underrated faction right there. Sure was. Stunning Steve Austin, Arn Anderson, Ravishing Rick Rude, and, of course, beautiful Bobby Eaton. <laughs> He's so cute. <laughs> oh, and Medusa. <laughs> but that, what about, even, even so, I mean, you got me on a roll here. Sting's feud with Rick Rude. Sting's feud with Vader. Yeah, those were all great. Um, Flair versus Vader in Stockade. Oh, Stockade '93. That was a great match. Yep. Flair coming back Dude, to uh, Steamboat Austin, Spring Stampede. Yes, Steamboat Austin. Steamboat Flair was now was that Steamboat Flair? That was WCW, right? That is definitely WCW. Ted Turner owned it, so right. yeah, the Steamboat Flair trilogy is still to this day the standard for wrestling. <laughs> I tend to forget Steve was even there, to be honest. Yeah. And well, I know he, he was there for a while, on and off, and you would come back, right? Steve was a guy like Sid, where he would he would switch promotions based on what he felt his value was. If, 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 he, if he was up for a new contract, and he went to go sign this new contract, and they didn't have, you know, everything he wanted, Steve would just walk away. Yeah, yeah. Even if he didn't have a job somewhere else. But he, he could do that because he was so good, he would have a job, you know, no problem. That's a heck Whether of a... it's Japan, sure. WWF, WCW. And he... look at that resume. You can say that you you fought Randy Savage at WrestleMania three, and you had this trilogy with Ric Flair. Like, people say those are the greatest matches of all time. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, but with that said, there's not a single vote for Ricky Steamboat no, on any that, of that's these what I'm lists. saying. It's like... <laughs> These lists conflict you, you know? Because yeah. you want to put guys on there, but then it's like you look at it and you say, all right, you know, where where, where did he lie within the company all time? Sure. It's, you have to go with the guys like Sting and Flair. All right. And then the other two are up for the bait. Yes. Okay, Sarah, what do we have next? JC from EP votes for Flair, Sting, Goldberg, and Dusty. So it's interchangeable now. We can pretty much just say Sting and Flair, they're going to be there at the end. Goldberg creeping up. And we got another vote there for Dusty Rhodes. Um, hey, well, you know, our our criteria, you know, we really didn't set it, so Dusty could still end up on this Mount Rushmore. Uh, yeah, Sarah? No, it's all a matter of opinion. Sure. That's, that's cool. Sarah, who do you got next? Danny and Dartmouth submits Flair, Sting, Goldberg, and Dusty. It's the exact same list. The Damn. exact same list. I'm actually shocked to see Dusty there as much as he is. He is the second most recognizable athlete on the planet. <laughs> he really thinks uh, high of himself, doesn't he? Ian? 
That was a great story, though. Like, that was the one yeah. of the best stories I've ever I, I, I go listen to Bruce Pritchard's story about getting pulled over with Dusty Rhodes in the car. Uh, it's we can't we can't take credit for it. It's not our story. So didn't he call it? <laughs> he told he told Macho Man he was the Babe Ruth of wrestling. The Babe Ruth of wrestling. <laughs> and then Macho was like, "Well, Babe, this is what we're doing tonight." <laughs> the man stuck up higher than a light pole. Like he's just he's very full of himself. He sure wasn't. Not he? any more full of himself than Bret Hart, though. Brian hates Bret. Brian hates Bret. Brian hates Bret. Brian hates Bret. Oh, I thought you were going to say he's not full of himself anymore. And I was going to say, well, oh, jeez. Well, yeah. I'm not that much of an asshole. <laughs> but, I mean, Dusty, though, he was he, he considered himself the John Wayne of wrestling. He always had to come save the day. But then again, I, I did just see the uh, the old episode when he smacked Baby Doll across the face. That's right. Long ago because she got in his he, face. In his defense, he was very apologetic afterwards. He was very apologetic for, like, the next month. He was. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> Okay, Sarah's next. Next up is Steve from Rhode Island with Sting, Flair, Arn Anderson, and Magnum TA. Hey, Magnum TA. We gotta vote for Magnum. Again, I mean, Jim Crockett Pro, I think his career was done before WCW even really happened, but still a mention for Magnum TA, the the, the one of the biggest names of what could have been. Magnum TA would probably be in my NWA, um, Mount Rushmore. Sure. I think he will be if we ever do one of those. We will. If we get that far. <laughs> oh, no, we're, but... We're in this till the end of time. <laughs> Signed a deal with the devil, baby. And, and he's going to be in there for me just because he's a personal favorite of mine. Yep. I, his promos were awesome. Yeah. And it sucks that his career got cut short. Yep. And his famous feuds with Nikita Koloff. Nikita Koloff. Tully those Blanchard. Are great feuds. Oh. Tully was a great feud. But yeah, you're right. That Definitely uh, maybe NWA, not WCW. Sure. And then we have another vote there for Arn Anderson. I, I like seeing Arn Anderson's name on here again. I do too. Hopefully he's got a shot. All right, Sarah, who do we have next? Adam in Jacksonville has on his list Sting, Flair, DDP, and Hollywood Hogan. Okay, DDP and Hollywood Hogan. Well, Hollywood Hogan is, is getting more votes. DDP, he is trailing behind. I still can't believe you weren't a DDP fan. So, such an exciting wrestle. No. Wow. All right, all right. Best thing DDP ever did was drive uh, Rhythm and Blues down the ramp for WrestleMania. <laughs> well, you know, let's talk about now. We we, we kind of brushed upon it earlier, but we gotta we gotta talk about the worst of WCW sure. because let's they let's. they <laughs> they reached such a such a high, and boy, did they come crashing down. But even on their way up, gimmicks. What about the time RoboCop came and saved Sting? Yes. Uh, what about the time were Chucky? Were you, were you excited about that, though? Of course Robo I was excited. See? RoboCop was a big hit movie at the time. Right. Sting was the big uh, hero of the NWA. And now RoboCop is coming to save Sting? Like World's colliding. Right. World's colliding. Exactly. Uh, Chucky, you were saying? Chucky. Chucky, you know, appearing on the big screen and talking trash to Rick Steiner. That was pretty shitty. Was oh, stupid. boy. And speaking of which, what about Judy Bagwell, former WCW Tag Team Champion? Judy Bagwell on a pole match? <laughs> Judy Bagwell on a forklift. How about when Judy Bagwell called out sick for Buff Bagwell in WWF? <laughs> he says it's not true, but I believe it is. What about the Dungeon of Doom? Oh, Taskmaster. <laughs> the shark. Beefcake. What was Beefcake's name? Well, he was the butcher, Zodiac. the Zodiac, the man with no face. That was all in the Dungeon of Doom, though, right? All in the Dungeon of Doom. And then after that, he was the booty man. 
The Booty Man. The Booty yeah. Man. Yeah. And then the Disciple. disciple. Yep. Wow. Booty Man was awesome. Said no one. <laughs> the Booty Man was great. Oh, man. So, who, who do you like better, the Booty Man or Mr. Ass? Oh, the Booty Man. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. No, I'm joking. <laughs> what, about, <laughs> what about the Yeti? The Yeti, yep. Coming to save the giant to hump Hulk Hogan in the Come, middle of yeah, the ring. That's right. Remember we did that? <laughs> After the giant died and came back to life. Yeah, and, it was a hell of a night. Um, who No, Kamala was in there. Kamala was in the dungeon too. Yep. The Shock. Yeah. Was the Shock? The one-man gang for a little bit. As what? The one-man gang. Oh, wow. <laughs> did he, like, he owns that name? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, what was your opinion of David Arquette winning the WCW Championship? That just goes to prove my point of how much WCW sucked. <laughs> but you could I mean, come on, think about that, man. Why? Because you had a movie out? They had a movie that... out, they were losing in the ratings, they needed something big to get people talking. But that was it? You're going to put the belt on David Arquette? Uh, dude, he sucked. Well, he wasn't a wrestler, he was an actor. Do you have a, do you have a least favorite WCW wrestler of all time? Uh, least favorite. Wow, where do I start, man? Yeah, mine. It's pretty simple. Yeah, what, what do you mean? It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Bottom of the barrel, Disco Inferno. That's right. I do. Yeah, you do hate and Disco Inferno. Buff, Buff Bagwell. Bagwell. Yep. Not just my least favorite WCW wrestlers. My least favorite wrestlers. Period. Well, since you put it that way, Bret Hart's my least favorite WCW wrestler. Oh boy. Um, yeah, Bret Hart. I didn't particularly like Alex Wright. You see, I thought Alex Wright doing that exact same gimmick as a heel would have worked great in ECW. In ECW? In ECW. Yeah, because who wants to see a dick dancer in ECW, you know what I mean? Exactly, and it could have gotten so much heat and put with the right person that could have been just an amazing tag team. Right. I don't think Alex Wright was that bad. What about Alex Wright with Richard? Simon, oh, Simon's Simon, dick. Yeah, Simon's dick. Yeah. You throw Richard with Alex Wright. Yep. Oh, that would have been great. Wow. That would have been nice. Uh, and he... if Alex Wright could get Simon's dick to dance, then he would be a dick dancer. Dick dancer. See? There we go. Look at that. All right. Well, we're, I think we're on to something here. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe. I don't think Alex Wright's really, uh, <laughs> really in shape to dance anymore. <laughs> that might be all he's in shape for. <laughs> Who knows? All right, Sarah, what do we have next? The next submission is from Grudge Match Brand. Sting, Flair, Dusty, and DDP. See? Dusty. Dusty, is, he's climbing up. He's climbing up he's, that hill. I'm going to be shocked if he's there at the end. Yeah? I am. I'm going to be uh, legitimately surprised. I'm going to be perplexed <laughs> if he's there. Oh, yeah? Yes. <laughs> okay, Dean Douglas go over here going through... <laughs> Going through the dictionary. I think it's the skull, the uh, the chew. I'm, I'm oh, chewing. you're chewing the skull. Yeah, it's, uh, okay. It's got me a little on edge. I'm not used to really <laughs> dipping, you know. But nice southern podcast we have going on. What do you think went wrong with WCW? Uh, Vince Russo. Vince Russo, you you want to you want to pin all of the blame on Vince Russo? Some Most people say it was Eric Bischoff's overspending. <laughs> yeah, no, Eric Bischoff, Bischoff's overspending. Um, the Mr. Biscoff, I need to rise. Honestly, <laughs> where it started, honestly, I believe, is when the NWO branched off to the red and black, yep. when they had too many members in there, if they kept it simple, I, they might still be around, man. 
the problem with WCW, really, when Ted Turner bought it and just started throwing random executives in charge of a wrestling company that they, they never never had any experience, you know, running a wrestling company. I mean, you had Jim Hurd, who came from Pizza Hut. I mean, that's that's what that's what his experience was. He was the manager of a Pizza Hut, and now he goes to uh, managing a wrestling company and is giving all these bonus incentives for having the best match. Um, then you had uh, Bill, Watt, Bill Watts came in and told people you can't jump off the top rope. But why is there a problem with giving bonuses and incentives for having a good match? Because what if your match isn't isn't called to be a good match. What if your match is just meant to make one guy look good? Say Vader and Tom Zink. Okay, Vader and Tom Zink are not going to have a good match. But if Tom Zink takes a beating and makes it look good, well, then that's that, that's a pretty good match. But are you going to give Tom Zink the bonus because he made it look good? Son of a bitch, you got me there. <laughs> I'm glad I finally made a good point here. <laughs> um, did you did you care for Goldberg's streak? Like, I know. I already know the answer. You weren't watching. You were watching no, WWF. I, I, I was following, though. I knew he was undefeated. Did I yeah. care? No, I care less. Yeah. But, I mean, they made... A lot of people did care, and they made it a huge storyline. But that just goes to show you how much WCW sucked again. The way they ended the streak. Yeah. Come that on, was rough. man. That was one of the biggest botches, I feel, right. in wrestling. I mean, geez, I think I would just, watch WCW just to see how they mess things up. Yeah, well, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I feel like for a while people were doing that with TNA. They probably still are. Well, Impact. Impact. They now have a... Seemingly have a hold on things. I watch but... AEW just to see how much they mess up. <laughs> you and Jim Cornette. <laughs> no. <laughs> we had this discussion the other day, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, you are. You are. You, you're, you're the second coming of Jim Cornette. Well, no, because it's such a millennial-based wrestling company. Yeah. They cater so much to these millennials and... Everything's choreographed. I mean, come on. When you're sitting there watching the Young Bucks and people are waiting on their spots or they're waiting on other people's spots, like, could you make it any more unrealistic? As unrealistic as it is already? Look at the correlations between AEW and WCW. Both being on the, the same network. Both yeah. having way too much money uh, that, you know, at their disposal. Um, really letting the inmates run the asylum. Yes. You have all these executives. What, what, what is what's Kenny Omega? What are the Young Bucks? What are what's Cody? What what is their title? Executive vice president or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. I can have four vice presidents. Well, knows. Jeez, everybody wants a piece of the pie, and then you got Brandy running around with her action figure. <laughs> is she? Yeah, she's, she's literally run... carrying it around. Yeah, because it, how else are you gonna get people to to go into a Walmart and buy a Brandy Rose action figure? Oh, maybe if she waves it around on TV, people will buy it. Oh, I get it, but it's still not going to make me want to buy one. Not me, but maybe, you know, younger kids. I wouldn't let my <laughs> If son. younger kids are watching AEW. If my son told me he wanted a Brandy Rose action figure, yeah. I'd kick him out of the car. <laughs> well, while we're on the top. Uh, we're not going to Walmart to buy you a Brandy Rose action figure, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll buy you, like, an AJ Styles action figure. I'll buy you a Young Bucks action figure. What about Becky Lynch, even? Um, yeah, I guess. Okay. Just but like Brandy Rose, Brandy Rose. No, like I'm not like that. If you want a woman's wrestler, I'm gonna buy him women's wrestlers. But like, Brandy Rose really isn't a wrestler, right? When does she wrestle? Not. <laughs> it's like I don't buy him. I know. I don't buy him, man. So let's say, uh, you know, they had a Paul Heyman action figure loose by itself. 
I'm not going to buy a Paul Heyman action figure. Why not, sir? I'll buy it for me to keep in my collection in the package. Smart man. But what's he going to do with the Paul Heyman action figures? He, He's going to like... solve everybody's problems and cater to their every need and say, <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir. No. No? Yeah, all right, whatever. I didn't like... I didn't like... <laughs> Me, myself, I didn't like manager wrestling figures. You didn't? No. I used to get pissed if my parents came home with Mr. Fuji. Really? Or like a Freddy Blassie LJN. Wow. Like, what do you want me to do with this Freddy Blassie LJN? He's going to coach somebody to, to face no, Hulk Hogan man. and have the courage to challenge him. No. I was, it was cool, the Bobby Heenan one. I did like Bobby Heenan. Yeah, it doesn't Bobby look, but, Oh, fan. there it is again. Our number one fan. The motorcycle that drives by. <laughs> Every show. Every show. Well, no, I know Pat is our number one fan, but this is me, me being facetious this round. Okay, Sarah, who's next? TTD Wrestling votes for Sting, Flair, Booker T, and Goldberg. TTD Wrestling, right there. Booker T and Goldberg. Booker T and Goldberg. Yeah. Goldberg's gonna be there. I, I can think, see it already. I think Goldberg's gonna be there at the end. And Booker T, well, <coughs> I don't know. I don't know. Nah, I can't dig it, sucker. <laughs> but, you know, th- looking back on it, I th- I do like Har- Harlem Heat as a tag team. Uh, I do like them. I do like them because you look back at WCW and they didn't have a lot of tag teams. Um, or at least tag teams that really, you know, were memorable. You had the Steiner Brothers, the Hollywood Blondes, even though that wasn't a very long time at all. Uh, the Nasty Boys were there for a little while. I mean, just... There weren't a lot of tag teams, and then you had Harlem Heat and the American Males. Like my point exactly. Two cool Scorpio and Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Again, you're proving my point. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Sullivan and Evid Evad. Who? Who? Dave Sullivan. Remember that Dave Sullivan, but he had dyslexia, so he was Evad. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah, calling everybody, you know, backwards names and stuff. Well, wasn't he like in a loony bin or something, too? He was, yeah. Right. And he, he broke out? Yeah. Weird, huh? But he's on Nobody TV. Came for him. And like, no, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. He's on yeah. TV, no one came for him. I think Cactus hit him in the face with a shovel or something like that. Good for him. Yeah. All right, Sarah, who do we have next? Next, we have the list from the Blue Lou Sting, Eric Bischoff, Goldberg, and Vince Russo. Vince Russo? We've got to vote for Vince Russo on the Mount Rushmore. Whose list was that? The Blue Lou. Bischoff was on that list, too? Bischoff is also on the list. Okay, I can see Bischoff. Definitely. Vince Russo killed that company. (laughs) And then Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo together killed the company. It was already dead, and they just kept poking it. Yeah, that's exactly my point. Why are you going to put Vince Russo on the list? You know what's crazy? The dying days of WCW... That's got to be a... That's a bullshit list, though. You, You think so? Yeah, I would say so. Well... Maybe maybe the Blue Lou was a big fan of, of all the chaos at the end of WCW. The Viagra on a pole matches, and the Pinata on a pole. Oklahoma as the cruiserweight champion. Wow. Vampiro! Vampiro! Those were some dark times for WCW, man. <laughs> Obviously they were dark times. I mean, they, they couldn't draw a house to save their ass. No. No, they did. They, they couldn't. Weren't they giving away tickets? Of course they were giving away tickets. The Nitro that I went to, I got my tickets for free. The Nitro Pat R went to, oh, Pat, you didn't get to go to Nitro. That's no, right. No, Pat. Oh, that's right, Pat. Oh, oh Pat. 
Pat's poor uncle promised to take him to Nitro and then never showed up. Wow. What a low life. <laughs> Sarah, who do we have next? The list from Package Pile Driver shirts includes Sting, Flair, Vader, and Tony Schiavone. So Tony Schiavone, the voice of WCW. Except for that one year when he's in WWF. Oh, man. Even when he was in WWF, I remember he called SummerSlam or something like that. Mm -hmm. 88, 89. I'm not sure what what year it was. I wasn't a fan of Tony Schiavone then. No. Um, Wasn't a fan of Tony Schiavone in WCW. But I am, however, a fan of Tony Schiavone now. His podcast is the best. (laughs) Yeah, man. I like the podcast. And I can, you know, when I do turn on that millennial uh, AEW show... I don't mind hearing Tony Schiavone's voice. No, I, I, I don't mind Tony Schiavone. I like hearing the passion in his voice. You know what? I think it was in WCW with Tony Schiavone and me. It's because... um, I don't Tony Schiavone and me. It's like a new cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I know he didn't feed off of Heenan yes. very well. Yes, you're right. And you're used to Heenan feeding off of Gorilla and Vince. You know what I mean? Yep. And when Heenan got there, it was like... He was kind of... It felt out of place. Yeah. It was out of place. Even when Shivani was with uh, Jesse Ventura, it still seemed a little off. Yeah, it's like he didn't he didn't get there. I don't know if he didn't get that humor. He didn't feed into it. But you you know, I wonder if me, he was just being to... too serious, like just focusing too much on the match as yeah, opposed to was. you know the banter and the comedy. That's probably what it was. Uh, there's one thing I gotta say though is that one of the greatest creations to come out of WCW. Is the War Games, or as Dusty would say, the War Games. Yeah. Two rings, one giant cage with a roof on it. Uh, Even at the end, I like the triple cage. I like the triple cage at the end. Triple cage? Yeah, they had, it was like the hell in a cell over the ring. Then they had a cage on top of that. Wasn't that that like the Tower of something? The Tower of Doom? Yeah, that was with Hogan when he went up, and then Zeus was up top. No, 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 no. What do you mean? No, 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 not that one, not that one. Isn't no. it the same concept? No. Didn't they get smaller as they climbed? No, because with that one, they started at the top. They right. started at the top and worked their way down, and the cages were all pretty much... It was like one big box. Yeah. That one. And the two cages on top of the initial cage were like split in half. But this one that I'm talking about, it's one giant cage above the ring, then a smaller cage on top of that, so you have to climb a ladder mm-hmm. to get to that second cage. And then you have to climb from that second cage to an even smaller cage on top. And then hanging on top of that is the championship belt. Oh, so it's like a star on a Christmas tree. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Sounds pretty stupid. Tis the season for war games. Okay, so You like that? You, you like gimmicks like that? I, you know, sometimes I do. Sometimes I, I like... It's like a guilty pleasure. Who was in that match? How many of those did they have? Uh, they had two. One of them was DDP, Jeff Jarrett, and David Arquette in a triple threat. Sounds like a Bond burn. <laughs> and the other one was, it was called Russo's Revenge. Oh, wonderful. So it was like, it had Booker T, it had Sting, it had Chronic, it had Scott Steiner, it had, I believe, Ernest the Cat Miller might have been in it. Um, I think Vince Russo walked away with the championship in that one. Again. Yeah. That just proves how much WCW sucked. <laughs> All right, well, Sarah, who do we have next? The great Haru apparently feels only three are worthy enough to be on his WCW Mount Rushmore. The seemingly obligatory Sting and Flair, joined by Goldberg. All right, so Haru said that's enough. Three. Three's good for him. 
That's how much WCW sucked. <laughs> he can't even pick anyone else. <laughs> All right, let's just keep going. Sarah, who's next? Mikey from the Streets brings us Sting, Flair, Vader, and Lex Luger. Hey, we got a vote here for Lex Luger. Lex Luger, huh? A total package. The guy who, who had so much steam, so much momentum in the late 80s, going into the 90s, and then... And I can probably tell you exactly why Mike put Lex Luger on that. It's because he's an original. WCW He's original. an original, yeah. Um, you know, that, that means something to him. Yeah. But I think Hogan belongs there over Luger. Okay. Do you think Hogan belongs there over Vader? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I see... You over see, Goldberg. Over Goldberg, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as Lex Luger, though, I mean, I can kind of see... I can kind of see it for him. I mean, during when he was battling the NWO before he joined the Wolfpack, he uh, he won the title from Hogan on a Nitro, and it, and it really was a huge moment. The crowd was going insane. And even before that, I mean, he had great battles with Sting, great battles with Ric Flair, Brian Pillman. I don't know. He's not going to go on mine, but Lex Luger, I got my eye on you. Are you and, gonna be, I think you're going to be surprised with mine. I have a pretty original list. You got an original I'm list? I'm damn proud of it. Is Bobby Eaton on it? No. Okay. All right. Sarah, who's next? Next up is Death by Lariat's list. Sting, Flair, Vader, and Benoit. So we got another vote for Vader. Another vote for Chris Benoit. We got Chris Benoit on the board here with two votes. I'm just going to leave that there. Sarah, who do we have next? Why are you going to leave it there? Oh, I'm sorry, Sarah. I don't mean to cut you off, but why are you going to leave it there? Well, I don't know. Benoit's a very controversial name in, in the in the history of wrestling. and I understand his contributions. He, he had memorable matches, one of the all-time greats, but it, people are divided on Chris Benoit. Okay, Understandably if you, so. If you can't be civil enough to have a conversation about the guy, the guy like, why are you just going to make believe he didn't exist in wrestling? I know that's what WWE is trying to do, mm-hmm. but the guy—I mean—doesn't take away from the fact the guy was a great wrestler. He was a great wrestler. You know, had so many great moments. I think the worst. Uh, well, I can't say the worst of the situation because obviously the worst of the situation. But the thing that bothers me a lot about this is the fact that you never uh, Nancy Benoit, woman, she doesn't get any credit. She was a, a great manager, great manager in all three companies. When the three companies were hot. Oh, no, wait, she wasn't in WWF. Well, regardless, NWA, WCW, and an ECW. No, and it's not fair to her that she doesn't get any credit. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's, you know, the whole situation happened. That's what she's tied to. And WWE chooses not to acknowledge her because of that. And shame on them. Yeah. Because you don't have to acknowledge him to acknowledge her, you know? And you know what I don't like? I don't like the fact that Chris Benoit's son is banned from WWE banned from being backstage. Mm-hmm. But that's also what he says. I mean... Well, yeah. yeah we that's true. Have you ever heard anybody, you know, any official from WWE say he was? You're right. You know? You're right. I'm not saying he's not. Like, I, I don't know what the facts are. Yeah. But at the same time, you gotta play devil's advocate, right? And it could be hearsay. That's true. That is true. All right. Sarah, who's next? Jordan in Tennessee votes for Sting, Goldberg, Bischoff, and Bobby Eaton. Hey, we got a second vote for Bobby Eaton. Bobby Eaton's on the board. Good Lord. Beautiful. Of all the wrestlers, Bobby Eaton, huh? Yep, Jordan in Tennessee, a big Bobby Eaton fan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know who it was, did you? 
Jordan and Tennessee's playing a riff on you. <laughs> dirty Dick Slater. What's funny is he was going to put Bret Hart on his list. He texted me. He texted me his list. He was going to put Bret Hart. I said, don't throw your vote away. Don't throw your vote away like that. You know? And, you know. But he chose Bobby Eaton. See, he knows him. how to get to me. Um, <laughs> all right. One day I'm going to pay a visit to him down in Tennessee and... uh not gonna know what's coming that lousy sticking hyena. You gonna smash a guitar over his head? No, I told him I'm gonna, I'm gonna rent, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna take an RV out for a test drive. Yep. I'm gonna run his ass down. <laughs> oh boy. Sarah, who do we have next? The next list is from JB Toys 1 Sting, Flair, Vader, and Luger. Okay, so first time JB Toys 1 is submitting a list. JB Toys 1, if you have any wrestling belt needs, championship belts, that's the guy to go to. He made me this awesome hybrid championship belt. It's like a combination of the winged eagle and the round eagle from the Attitude Era. The, both those world title designs, he merged them together. My wonderful girlfriend uh, got some rhinestones and we glued them on it. And the thing is all nice and shiny and wonderful. And Yeah, JB Toys won. Go to him for all your needs. But he's, he gives us another vote for Lex Luger. Sting and Flair, yada yada. And uh, Vader. Man, they call Vader there again. Hey, do you remember the White Castle of Fear? No, what is that? You don't remember the White Castle of Fear, huh? I don't know. So, the White Castle of Fear was basically where where Vader lived. Like, he lived in, like, this mountain with all of his, like, minions around him, and he invited Sting to to meet him at, at his lair there, and this White Castle of Fear match was just a leather strap match, but they filmed this, like, cinematic vignette of Sting arriving at the private island and going to meet Vader and accepting his challenge for the strap match. And Vader throws the strap across the table. I'm, I'm going to show you this later. And Sting grabs the strap, and Vader just pulls him across the table, and he's almost into the fire, but then you got to buy the pay-per-view to see what happens next. Of course you do. The White Castle of Fear. And then, do you remember the time? It was, I think it was the one year they did Beach Blast, but it was Vader and Sid against Sting and the Bulldog. Is that what they pulled up on the boat? Yes. That was awesome. Yes, and they had the little person with the shark fin running, swimming around. The little and... person. Oh, the midget. <laughs> <laughs> that what you mean? That's exactly what I mean. No, wasn't Rob Parker with them? <laughs> ma, ma, ma. Was he? He was, yeah, right? he was. <laughs> Trailing behind. <laughs> oh, Colonel Rob Parker. All right. Sarah, who do we have next? Johnny D has on his list Sting, Cactus Jack, Rey Mysterio Jr., and Booker T. Hmm. A vote for Cactus Jack on the Mount Rushmore of WCW. Nope. No. Oh. He's not even Mount Rushmore of WWE. Hey, he lost his ear for WCW. Okay. Does that make him <laughs> worthy of being on the Mount Rushmore? Hey, hey, hey. What, are you going to put an ear on there? Just put the ear on it, then. <laughs> Cactus Jack's ear. <laughs> uh, vote for Rey Mysterio Jr. You could argue that he was the king of the cruiserweights. What'd you think of that cruiserweight division, you know, when you tuned in? It was exciting. Don't get me wrong. Um, they, they brought the luchadors from Mexico. They brought yeah. the Japanese Psychosis, talent. Mysterio, Lapaka. Yeah, Conan. El Dandy. El Dandy? Malenko. Dean Malenko. Come on. Very you know? underappreciated name. Wicked underappreciated, man. That feud with Chris Jericho. Oh, boy. Oh, remember when he, uh, he was wearing the uh, Halloween, what was the... Seco play? Seco play. Yeah. And Jericho thought like it was just them two, and they it took was, it off. Yeah, it was the Battle Royal to determine the number one contender to the Cruiserweight title. 
Zico play. It comes down to him and Juventud Guerrera. And Juve left on his own. Left on his own. See, I remember it. And then I'm very proud of myself right takes now. off the mask, and it's Dean Malenko. And then, you know, he wins the championship, but then Jericho says, no, no, the winner of the Battle Royal was the one who got the shot, so it should have been Zico play instead of Dean Malenko. And, oh, God, it was great. Yeah. Jericho was awesome. Jericho was awesome. Everyone, yeah, everyone. I mean, the list. The list. Armbar. Arm <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jericho. How we love you. Who's next, Sarah? Next up is Angie from Tiverton. Flair, Hollywood Hogan, Vader, and Goldberg. Pretty respectable list there, but no sting. Almost identical lists going on here. Yeah. Is anybody not original anymore? Well. Flair, sting. Or does it, does it go to show you how few stars WCW could make? Wait till you hear my list. Oh boy. I think no. I mean, sweet. Did you put John Tenta on there? Hey, <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> Let's see. Now, okay. We we're gonna talk action figures for a second here. WCW action figures. Yep. I know you were a big fan of LJNs, the big rubber mm-hmm. wrestlers that could barely move. Did you have the WCW? old San Francisco toy makers, the hard plastic ones, kind of like LJN, a little smaller, but yeah, harder. Yeah, those were awful. All the paint would scuff off. Yeah, I didn't like those at all. Now, if I had some, I had them. Now, they knew that that line was going to fail. So what they did was they came out with another line. The Toy Biz ones? No, no, no. No, they had... The San Francisco toy makers had another attempt to revive the WCW line, and they came out with the 8-inch... WCW vibrators. Yeah, it was the same thing, wasn't it? What? No. Pretty much. Oh no, wait. I know which ones you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you press the button on the, the side Hogan and they one. rumble. No, no, but, but the first ones you're talking about, the Hogan one, the flare ones, they were like rubber. Yep. And the other ones were hard plastic with a vibrator. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's right. Yes. Yeah, the the first ones were kind of like the LJ. Well, before that, they had the galoobs, the little galoobs that were kind of like LJN, couldn't move, right. but they were the same size as the Hasbro's. Then you had that line that was kind of like the LJNs, but they were, you know, cheesy and the paint was awful. Well, then WCW, they got the awesome Toy Biz line. Those figures were really cool. And I gotta tell you, my pet turtle loves looking at the Toy Biz figures. Yeah, and I like the Toy Biz figures because they were almost the same size as the Jax Pacific figures. Yes. And I could go, like, WCW versus... WWE. And, and even uh, they were close to the size of the, ECW, of the ECW ones, too. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they were all like kind of the same size. And what I would do is, like, I'd have the huge battle royal, I'd put the wrestlers behind my back and stop picking them out and stuff. Really? And like, yeah, because, like, you put them behind your back, you can't see who's next. Oh, so for your Royal Rumble, that's how you would determine yes, the order of entry. Exactly. See, when I had battle, a battle royal, I just stack them all on top of each other on the ring and then lift the ring and just kind of, like, heave it in the air. And just see who flew out. Right. And then you still have your remaining guys, so then you heave it in the air again and see who's still there. And you just keep doing it until you have one left. And if they both touch the floor at the same time, you just keep doing it. What if you don't like the winner, though? Like, what if it was, like, uh, I don't know. Well, then they'd automatically lose in their title shot. Oh, okay. So you just, like, squash them? (laughs) Yeah, just squash them, you know? Who needs them? That's why pencils have erasers. Alright, so, Sarah, who do we have next? Jeffy from the Riv votes for Hogan, Sting, Flair, and Goldberg. <laughs> Jeffy nailed it. Hogan, Stare, Hogan, Sting, Flair, and Goldberg. I think Jeffy's on to something here. Who isn't? Sounds like everyone else's list. I know. 
Hey, were you a fan of the whole Sting transformation from when he went from the surfer Sting to the crow Sting? No. No? No, I wasn't. Oh, God, Brian, how could you not be a fan of that? It was one of the greatest, the greatest stories in wrestling. No, because Surfer Sting was awesome. Everybody knows it. Yeah. Everybody knows Surfer Sting was better than Crow Sting. He was cooler. He was from Venice Beach, California. California. Okay. okay. But it, what, it's, it's not cool to be hanging out on the rafters with, like, a vulture, and when things get bad, you just rappel down from the ceiling into no, the ring with you, a baseball bat and just start probably, cleaning house. He was probably scared shit hanging up there with that vulture. Could you imagine hanging up in the rafters with a vulture? No thanks. Let's talk about the best of WCW. Let's talk about the four horsemen. Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, yeah. Barry Windham, Lex Luger, Sid, Brian Pellman, Ole, J.J. Dillon, Woman. The best of WCW was stables. That's about it. Yeah. Dangerous Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm talking horsemen. horsemen. I'm talking the high life. I'm talking the the limousine riding, the jet flying. Oh, I'm talking about best champagnes. of WCW. You <laughs> did you say let's talk about the best of WCW? Well, that was kind of like then a you segue, brought up like, the, the horsemen because what, what I'm saying is the horsemen was the best of WCW. You don't think NWO was the best of WCW? Could be. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, as a well, whole. Well, good because I wanted a spark of discussion. In a whole. The, the factions were the best thing about WCW. You had NWO, You're Four right. Horsemen, uh, the Dangerous Alliance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Okay, well, here's a question. Would you have rather been... WCW had nothing to offer. I'm sorry. Let me ask you this. What? Would you rather have been in the NWO, or would you rather have been a Horseman? I would have rather been in NWO in the early days. Like, uh, the early okay. stages. Okay. Yeah, because it was cool. I was in high school, so, like, that was a cool faction. Now, like in my age now, I would have rather been a horseman. Horseman, right? Come on. But when you, but back then, all right. Did you want to be a horseman or did you want to be in the NWO when you were in high school? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I see so you're back saying. then, yeah, I'd want to be an NWO. Now I want to be a horseman. Definitely, you know. Definitely want to be a horseman. I guess Come they, on, you, you live the high life. You go right. to the, the greatest restaurants. You, Spend money frivolously. Actually, I think I kind of do live like a horseman anyway, so I guess it's all good. All right, Sarah, who do we have next? Our last submission comes from Hunter LNR, Flair, Booker T, Bischoff, and Goldberg. Wow, we're already at the end here, huh? All right, so Flair, Booker T, Bischoff, and Goldberg. Wow, no sting on that list. I'm surprised. Hunter used to be a very big sting fan, so I'm kind of surprised they didn't put sting on that. Well, that's okay. That's a good list, though. That is a good list. That's a respectable list. Sure is. I have one more question here before we get to the stats and reveal our lists here. Now. You're going to love my list. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. But. WWF buys WCW. Yep. Right from under Eric Bischoff's nose. Eric Bischoff had plans in motion to buy the company, and it just fell apart. Which was probably a good thing, because... What were we going to get? More of the same that we've already seen? Pretty much. Okay. So Vince buys WCW, but because of the way some of their contracts are written, certain guys, they're better off just staying home, getting paid for the rest of their contract, and not worrying about going to WWF or anything like that. But, let's imagine that Vince could get anybody he wanted when he bought WCW. Mm -hmm. He's going to form... A team for WWF is going to form a team for WCW. Mm-hmm. They're going to fight in a War Games match. It's the summer of 2001. 
Who are the five WWF guys? Who are the five WCW guys? Who are going to fight each other in war games? All right. So, <laughs> so all right. So you got to think about who was around in 2001. <clears throat> at Stone Cold. Austin, Rock, Triple yes. H, Angle. Yes. And who else? Jericho. What about Vince? Vince. You could put Vince in there. And Undertaker. And then you throw Bischoff on the other side. Sure. So, okay, so let's... But Bischoff... Let's... Would Bischoff have to... Rest? No. Was he still getting paid by Vince? So, like, was he part of that? I don't think he was part of that. So that I think he was just not going out of... Alright, so let's... Pride, let's... you know? Right, so he wasn't getting paid or anything no. like that. No. So let's take Vince out of the equation, because I was, I was going to say... Vince on one side leading his guys against Bischoff on the other side leading his guys. Okay. But if you can't have that, then, alright, who's the fifth guy? So we said Triple H, Angle, Austin, Rock. Undertaker? Okay, yep. I was, I mean, it's either Undertaker or Jericho. Now, who are you going to put on the WCW team? Anybody's available. Sting. Sting. Goldberg. Goldberg. Hogan. Hogan. Now, do you round it out with Hall and Nash? That's what I was going to say. Okay. But... You could go... Think about who's not on there, though. Beautiful Bobby Eaton. Beautiful Bobby Eaton's not on there. <laughs> no. Ric Flair's not on there. Flair, you know. Uh, DDP's not on there, but I know you really could give or take DDP. Yeah, whatever. I mean, uh, Booker T. What about Booker T? He was the last champion. Booker T could be on there, but I'd probably go Hall and Nash. Yeah. Just because of the history they have with WWE. Okay. No Scott Steiner. Why would you want Scott Steiner? <laughs> okay. Just saying. Okay, well... Brian, we got we got something interesting today. We got something interesting today. We can't read our lists yet. Why? Sarah, I really want to give you my list. Sarah's <laughs> going to tell us why we can't read our lists yet. I'm going to give you the stats a little differently in this episode. Starting first with the names with just two votes. Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, Chris Benoit, and Lex Luger. Then with three, DDP and Eric Bischoff. With four votes each, Dusty Rhodes and Booker T., and without further ado, the Mount Rushmore this episode is composed of Sting with 21 votes, Ric Flair with 20, Goldberg with 11, and for the first time ever, a tie for the last spot with six votes each, Vader or Hollywood Hogan. Okay, so we have our first ever tie. Now what that means is our votes are going to count. Okay. And if we still end up in a tie, well, we'll cross that bridge when we get there because I have something brewing. So, uh, I'm, th- I'm on the edge of my seat here, Brian. Who is on your Mount Rushmore of WCW? All right. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. Sting. Yep. Flair. Yep. Hogan. Yep. Goldberg. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so Sting, Flair, Hogan, and Goldberg. I, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming at all. I had a feeling you didn't. Wow. Oh. All right, well then. Uh, cool. Well, I guess I'll give my list then. Right, there you go. Well, I mean, for obvious reasons, right? I was expecting, like, Ultimo Dragon. I know you were. You were expecting Arn Anderson, Dean Arn Anderson. Yeah, I was. Wow. But you can't. I, okay. You can't do it. It's just, okay. those guys made WCW, Ian. Is that, is that why you, you weren't feeling this list too much this week? Because you, you knew. I knew. You man. knew what it was going to be. I knew. Yeah. Okay. It's very. It's it's. It was just a simple one, you know. What next week we're doing tag teams. Is that what we're doing yes. next week. And I think because it's tag teams, in any company, right? It's in not any comprise. So that's going to be a lot better, I think. Um, it'll give us a lot more free reign, mm-hmm. range, you know. And yeah. So read yours. Who who do you got? 
All right, so on my list, I have Sting, oh. Ric Flair, oh. Hollywood Hogan, which means Hollywood Hogan makes it on the Mount Good. Rushmore over Vader, and the last person on my Mount Rushmore was Arn Anderson. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I it was between him and Dusty, but then, you know, I, I put the, the actual timeline of WCW into consideration, and I thought, I mean, Arn Anderson, just for the spine buster alone, I put Arn Anderson up there. Yeah. Arn Anderson can... He cannot just have any spot. He can have my fourth spot. <laughs> not Woo! a spot like a dog spot. <laughs> not a spot like a liver spot. But, so, your, but your Rushmore spot. My Rushmore spot. All right. All right. Daddy Rabbit. Daddy Rabbit. All right, Sarah, could you could you just read the official Mount Rushmore of WCW now? Sting with 23, Ric Flair with 22, Goldberg with 12, and Hollywood Hogan with 8. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone that contributed to this list this week. Like, share, and subscribe. Go onto Instagram, square.circle.history. Go onto YouTube, search squared circle history. <laughs> Why are you pandering? Pa- I gotta pander. Don't, don't I feel like pander. I gotta pander enough. Don't pander. I'm a pander bear. Alright. <laughs> and like we said, next week's list is going to be the Mount Rushmore of tag teams. So again, Get on this social media. Let us know who you four are. And to that one person on Reddit who gave me a WWE Mount Rushmore with a great Kali on it, that's that's not that's not what I want. I, I want I want to make this a real thing. I want people to turn to Pro Wrestling Rushmore and be like, oh, okay, so those are the four best of that top. Those are the four tag teams. But what if they legitimately like, like, like the, what if they legitimately like the Great Kali? Nobody legitimately likes the Great Kali. How do you know? <laughs> Yeah, only his mother. Dude, yeah, that crazy chop to the head. Yeah, I, I would have used that. You think his mother liked him? I, I hope so. <laughs> I hope she didn't abandon him. Well, it's that <laughs> would have been a big baby to abandon, but maybe that's why she abandoned him. <laughs> maybe. I don't know, I don't think she likes him very much. No. No. Well, alright. Well, with all that said, I want to thank my co-host, Brian. Alright, later, guys. And I want to thank Sarah. Till next time. And I want to thank all of you for listening. This is Ian from Squared Circle History saying, Good night.